Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. Bob Bernie Live, looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. And welcome to Bob Bernie Live. Thank you for joining me. My telephone number is 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. The other number I want you to be familiar with is 877-882-0792. That is the number for Christian Solidarity International. That's the number that you can call to help set a slave, really, seriously, a human being that has been living in slavery since at least 2005. Set them free for $250. And I'm having a hard time, but we are stuck. We are $40 away from setting our 25th slave free. 40 bucks. Uh, Maybe I haven't gotten the report yet, but... uh, we're from what I'm getting, we're forty dollars away from setting our twenty fifth slave free. Somebody, please, let's take care of that twenty fifth slave. Then we'll get to work on the others. Eight seven seven eight eight two zero seven ninety two. I'm going to go to the south side of Columbus and Dell is on the line. Dell, thanks so much for calling. Welcome. You're on Bob Bernie Live. Hi, Bob. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Del. Your your comments regarding the uh, report that was released yesterday about the problems in the SBC. Yeah. Um, You know, this actually goes back to an article that was published in the Houston Chronicle in 2017. And when that article was initially released, the SBC basically circled the wagons and poo-pooed it and tried to, you know, do everything they could to snuff out the flames and all that type of thing. Um, in 2007, there was a similar investigation that was recommended to, to be done, and the SBC turned that down also. One of the big problems is that uh, not only with the organization itself, but the local churches have all these people who are involved sign non-disclosure agreements, and a lot of them have been kept quiet by that. Now, my understanding is is that part of the deal with this was to uh, take away the restrictions of the NDAs. But if you look at that report, a lot of people who were reached out to to find out information about this um, did not participate. I mean, they had a modest amount of participation. And another issue is, you know, I don't see this being all put at the feet of the attorneys because, you know, the organizations and the churches involved in that type of thing, uh, attorneys are nothing more than folks hired to assist with problems you may have. 
it's up to the individuals and the, the organizations to take those recommendations and run with them or say, no, 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 this doesn't look right. At the and, 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 and I so, want to make it clear. I agree with you completely on that. I agree with you completely. Like the you leadership. Really Pardon? It sounded like you're kind of laying this at the, at the, no. the feet of the, uh, well, the lawyers. That's, uh, well, from, from reading the report, that seems to be their emphasis as well, that it was the attorneys. But I agree with you. The attorneys can only consult. The leaders have the responsibility to either accept that guidance or not, and they certainly should have rejected it. Absolutely. And those at the upper levels, those at the upper levels of the executive committee who turned a deaf ear to the abuse, as as I said at the very end of, of my comments, they should be disciplined. And if possible, prosecuted. If laws well, were, were broken, they should be prosecuted. You were really saying, though, that it was the, the attorneys that were laying the foundation for that action to be taken. And I'm sure these people had prayer groups and, and reflected and asked for God's guidance. And that's the path that they chose. They felt they were led to follow that path. And, you know, one of the, the other reasons why they finally capitulated is there's currently a lot of pressure from a lot of areas out there to root out this type of corruption in, in, in the church. Sure. Uh, a lady that I've uh, discovered in the last six months or so, Julie Royce, for example, has been focusing uh, and writing about the abuses, not only of the SBC, but of a lot of other churches. And it, it's common. I mean, it's not uncommon. It is very, very common. And one of the reasons why, again, you know, this has not been more out in the open is that you know, people are forced to sign, or, you know, pressured to sign non-disclosure agreements and not to take this stuff public or to address it in a court of law or well, to, to bring it to greater Del, light. Dell, here's, here's where we have to be careful. Not, we should not paint with too narrow a brush, we should not paint with too broad a brush. Is it a problem? Yes. Is it a real problem? Yes. Should it be dealt with forcefully, biblically? Absolutely. But I have been in full-time ministry for well over 50 years. I've been associated with dozens of churches, dozens of churches through the years. I'll take that back. Hundreds of churches and this kind of problem is very rare in the circles that I have run in. Well, have, have, well wait, wait, Dell. I'll give you plenty of time. In my experience, it has been very, very, very small. Uh, and if it arose, it was dealt with decisively, forcefully, and immediately. Is that always the case? No. And that's why I think we need to avoid broad generalizations in either direction. I think we've got to deal with it in a balanced way. Well, one of the things that got the Catholics in trouble was the fact is that they're a top-down organization, so they would pluck a priest and put him someplace else. Right. And, and the churches like Baptists and Southern Baptists and that type of thing, as you mentioned, there is not that hierarchy. Correct. But what happens is, is that, you know, a, a minister gets in a problem, and part of the deal is is that the church that terminates him doesn't necessarily tell the next church that's interviewing him what the specific problem was because of nondisclosure agreements. 
you know, they'll just simply say, well, you know, it was time for him to move on. And, you know, well, there was, you know, it wasn't getting along well with the, the congregation or, you know, any number of, of ways how, that you. How, have, and and, and, I'm, and I'm not I'm not trying to be combative. Please understand. I'm really not. But honest question. How many personal non-disclosure agreements are you aware of of people in the ministry? Personally, not a whole lot. But as I okay. said, this this and, and I don't and, 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 and I don't know of any. And like I said, I've been associated in more than fifty years with hundreds of churches. Does okay, it happen? Yes, but to, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Are these churches going to come to you and say, Bob, we got a sex problem? They, we got a sex problem with with a pastor. We had a sex problem with actually, a yes. Actually, yes. I have been contacted by churches with that exact problem, and I've the counseled. Uh, no, not a large number. No, but but, but yes, but I have been contacted. Yes. Okay, and so again, you've been exposed been exposed to that, but you know what happened to the 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 person who was the. A lot of them simply move on, as you said. There's no central hierarchy to guide it. There's also no central hierarchy to stop it. Well, and, and because of that, it is very difficult to determine how widespread the problem is. Well, and, and here is, and I think the problem is very widespread. And as a, you know, this seems to be a growing movement because people now are getting fed up with this stuff. And the, you know, sadly, Me Too movement has empowered. Emails. Whoops! You're, you're, I'm sorry, you were breaking up. I lost you for a little bit. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I said, you know, the Me Too movement, unfortunately, has been the catalyst of this because we're to come forward with this stuff that they were, you know, basically sweeping under under the carpet. And you're, you're going to see a lot more of this stuff. Right. And well, you know, part of the reason why this, this messenger group went forward and pressed the leadership to do this study is the fact that more and more of this, I mean, they're being forced to because the congregations well, are starting. Well, to true. But, but here's, the, here's the good news. The overwhelming number of the messengers at last year's convention demanded that they themselves be investigated. That's a good thing. It was the messengers. If the overriding attitude of the Southern Baptist Convention was, go away, leave us alone, we're going to deal with this ourselves and sweep it under the rug, it would not be a demand of the convention itself, investigate us, and we will take it and deal with it. That's a good thing. 2017, when when the when the Chronicle first wrote that article about the stuff that was going on, and the church circled the wagons. The the they did they did, but but it was the convention that demanded this investigation. But they got to the point they really didn't have a choice. I mean, no, you're missing. You're no, you're missing, Dell. Dell. There was going to be an open rebellion in the church because of of all this stuff going on. Dell, the majority, Dell, the majority of the Southern Baptist messengers, the majority demanded that this investigation be, be undertaken, and it has. And they're going to root out the rottenness at the top, and for that we should rejoice. 
So anyway, Dell, I'm glad you called. Thank you. But I am, whoa, I'm two minutes over time already. Have a great day. Thank you for calling. We've got to handle this in a balanced way. Openly, truthfully, but factually and balanced. All right, we'll be back. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Welcome again to Bob Bernie Live. Um, I'm trying desperately to deal with this explosive Southern Baptist Convention report objectively, truthfully, and balanced. I really am. Uh, I have made no secret of my enormous admiration for what the Southern Baptist Convention has accomplished for the cause of Christ through the years, for the fact that they had become a liberal cesspool. Well, they had. You look at the Southern Baptist Convention in the 60s, they were a liberal cesspool. And some of their leaders went to war against apostasy and false doctrine. They paid a huge price, and they won. It's called the Southern Baptist Resurgence. And it was a God-blessed thing. Uh, They faced racism within the denomination openly. I was a part of their annual meeting here in Columbus several years ago. They spent one entire evening on their knees and faces, literally, literally on their knees and on their faces, pouring their hearts out to God, repenting of racism and other sins. They dealt with it openly, forcefully, honestly, and repented. I think that that's what is happening now with the sex abuse thing. It is very clear that there was some corruption, is some corruption, in the upper levels of the leadership of the Southern Baptist Convention. As a result of this report, those people are going to be gone, and they should be. Uh, Should we sugarcoat in any way what has happened, the people that were abused, the cover-up? No, 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 no. Face it openly honestly, but not melodramatically. And the fact that the messengers, someone mentioned a top-down hierarchy in a denomination. Southern Baptists were a bottom-up. And the fact that last year, the overwhelming majority of the messengers which represent the overwhelming majority of the individual churches 
It was the pastors who said, investigate us. We demand that there be an investigation of all of us. I think that speaks incredibly well of the denomination as a whole. Now, let's pray that this report will deal with these issues openly, honestly, in a completely transparent way. Discipline will be meted out where discipline is necessary. And if prosecution is warranted, prosecution. But let's pray that there will be a revival in the Southern Baptist Convention, not the demise. And I hate to end the program this way, but um, I think all of us suspected this. The coroner's report has been released on Dwayne Haskins, former Ohio State quarterback. Uh, He was drunk when he was hit and killed on the freeway in Florida. His blood alcohol level was well over twice the legal limit. Um, My feelings about alcohol are not secret. I hate this stuff. Here again is a young man with so much ahead of him. And in the morning, early in the morning, he's drunk. And he gets out of his car and staggers across the highway and is hit and killed. Just unbelievably tragic. Uh, Just reinforces my feelings about booze in general. Sad, sad, sad. Hey, folks, have a great evening, but please remember whose you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern.